Our national nightmare is over, Sheldon. Of course, that's going to come when we get to the elimination. Until then, I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. We're talking about the challenge, Ride or Dies. Uh, we pick up where we left off last episode, Sheldon, with the arrival mm. of Johnny Bananas and Nani. And TJ says they're the greatest ride or dies of all time. Is that true in challenge history? I mean, I don't. I'm not mad at them. I, I like that one. I feel like that's a long-standing, you know, relationship. Um, yeah. I don't know of all time, right? Like all it times a tough, a tough thing. But I guess because bananas is involved, like that, like when that key came up that said 21 seasons of bananas, that's a long time. So if 11 seasons of Nani, I think I have that correct. Yeah. Um, that would be a lot of seasons with Johnny, probably at least what eight, yeah, at least. Yeah, I mean, I I get that. That's a relationship too that has seen probably each and every corner of what the challenge is and what it represents between being enemies, frenemies. I'm pretty. They probably had a, a situational hookup they at did. some point, right? Yeah, they were on yeah, Battle so. of the X or yeah, Battle of the X's together. Yeah, so they've seen each and every turn of this show. So, yeah, I could definitely see that. Not mad at that. Do you know who was mad? <laughs> you already know the answer with that setup. Turbo is mad because Bananas comes in and goes, Turbo's still here. You haven't killed anyone yet? <laughs> and this is minutes after Devin made a joke about the daggers being real and keeping Turbo away from them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we we jumped right into this, you know, because it's a big episode. And, you know, with Johnny coming back, I think it added so much more to this episode as well. So I want people to write in and let us know what they think of all the additions of the people that have now come into this episode. Because I think this added, it was a great addition. If you ask me, I think this was well played by the producers. A great job because not only did it give a jolt of energy to the house, but it gave a jolt of energy to us as fans watching it as well because it was a familiar face, but you also know Bananas knows what he's doing. In this episode, I want to know the people who watch the Challenge USA and then now have come and watched this show now and what they think about it because it's moving at a very different pace. Definitely slower, a lot more house stuff going on. But I think this episode and having Bananas come in and showing the intricacies of the game is what makes the challenge mm -hmm. what it is. And mm -hmm. him just trolling Turbo, I think, is just great. He knows the exact energy to match Turbo's, you know, tough guy act. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Uh, my question for you, though, because I know it's someone that you love so much. The Bananas and Devin. They're bunk mates. Uh -huh. They're hanging out. Uh -huh. Can this can that work? Um, I think so, but I also think they're going to have an argument at some point. Mm -hmm. But I think it's it's a the uh, enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of situation. Certainly at first. Yeah. I mean, Devin says it himself. I can't believe I'm going to say this, Johnny, but I'm glad to see you. <laughs> and I think also. When Devin and Bananas had their biggest blow up, mm -hmm. 
Devin was coming straight off of his dad's death and was not in a good place. And also, he was sort of surrounded by people egging him on. Yeah. I think Devin's in a different place. We learned from Tori uh, later on in this episode, she's in a different place. Mm-hmm. And Bananas is also probably in a better place. Yeah. So, like, I-, I think they've all grown a little bit. I'm sure they're still going to annoy each other and, like, have a fight. But I, I bet things are going to be different than the last time we saw them together. Yeah, that's totally fair. And I think it's uh, just getting more of these people who know how to play the game. Like, I think that part matters so much. And especially with this twist of having, you know, the four people that you'll nominate essentially for elimination, there's so much strategy and gamesmanship that will go into that, that it's important to have these kinds of people in the game to kind of know what they're doing. Unlike your man's the other Johnny, I guess we're going to go bananas and then Johnny, Johnny. Yeah. Right. Being the, the uh, rookie Johnny we'll say, um, and actually someone wrote in to say, uh, because as well, we were talking about the whole Nelson and Johnny and all these people, right. And who like what their relationships are. And we know Johnny is or likes Norris, right? Mm-hmm. That's a breakdown there. So, uh, someone wrote in on YouTube and again, please write in your comments, wherever you get your podcast. Also hit us up on Twitter and all that fun stuff. Cause we like to hear from you and our community is what informs us of all these shows that we cannot all watch. Right? So loved by you says, Hey guys, a little background on Narice. She was not on Nelson season of, are you the one she got casted after him? She was on season six. Um, with a bunch of people I don't know. Narice was one of the stars of that season. She ended up dating Nelson, which got him on X on the Beach. Narice and Nelson did that season of X on the Beach alongside Jay from this season and his, at the time, ex Morgan, who cheated on him with Johnny Bananas. Ah, interesting. Okay. So Nelson and Jay are actually really close. And Narice says her and Nelson are really close friends. I will say I am shocked that they didn't get Amanda as Nelson's ride or die since they were actually on the same season of Are You the One? And Amanda has called Nelson her brother. Hey, if you know me, you listened to this pod before, you know that there's no way that I'd be mad at Amanda coming back on the challenge. But I think her last appearance with the whole Fessy thing and Fessy and Michelle and all that fun stuff might have been a little much. (laughs) So maybe that might be why we're not seeing Michelle. Or, or not Michelle. Um, Amanda. Amanda, pardon me. Also, Amanda has a kid. As much as I love her, but she does have responsibilities back at home that a lot mm-hmm. of these idiots don't have. So <laughs> uh, I I enjoyed watching um, Bananas and Nani come into the house and clearly assess the situation. Yep. Get the not landscape. Just, not just finding out where they're staying. But we've got a scene where Nani is comparing notes, I guess is the best way, with Tori and Laurel. She also discloses that her mom just died and she's doing the season for her mom. We also have Laurel explaining to Johnny uh, about the, I guess we can call it the champagne incident. (laughs) Do people know what I mean when I say the champagne incident? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laurel on the boat when they first got there and Turbo getting mad that there wasn't enough champagne for him. Yeah. Yeah. 
and one of the many instances of turbo getting mad already in like two episodes of the show and there's um a scene where michelle and jay who i like i like mm-hmm. michelle and jay explain their strategy where michelle's in with the vets because she and nani are tight mm-hmm. and jay is working with the rookies and jay thinks this is a great idea clearly it's not though right like it's obvious to me it's not a good idea is it was it obvious to you well here's the thing that's obvious is that if everyone already knows that your friends like who your friend relationships are right so if you're jay and you're boys with johnny everybody knows that already it's yeah. not going to be a surprise that you're working with them or even if you're not openly working with them, chances are you're going to show some form of favoritism towards him because you have a relationship outside of the house. Like that's obvious. And especially maybe even if it's not so much from Jay's angle, definitely from Johnny's angle, right? So you're going to attach to what you know. So the strategy of trying to play both sides of the sides of the house openly not a good look. Not on a season like this where there's so many vets around that know the lay of the land. That I don't think is a good idea. And dangerous vets, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like you're dealing with, like, all young bucks. Like, you yeah. could pull this over on, like, the Nelsons and Fessies of this world. But this is not going to fly with Bananas or Laurel or Nani or Devin. <laughs> like, it's... Like it's it's you. How do you feel about this cast? How do you feel about this cast? I love this cast. Okay, okay. There's, uh, I mean, uh, with the obvious exception of Turbo, (laughs) I love this cast. Well, oh, we will get to Turbo for sure. I I mean, (laughs) I will say, I will say this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I tweeted this. I don't know if you saw it, but during the episode, I was watching it live. I said. I hate Turbo so much that I forget Fessy is on this season. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that. We I, have to talk about something else, though, Shelly. I'm here. I'm listening. I'm listening. Tori and Devin talk about her breakup with Jordan. Okay. I, I got some thoughts here about this. Lay it on, lay it on me. So Tori talks about about you know, her breakup with Jordan and all that and how she had to get help about that. And I like the fact that what does happen on this show, there are still some like little vibes of the real world, right? Where things become real and you get some real conversations. And I love the open discussion about seeking help and getting help and figuring out a way to get by. Totally understand all that. And I'm not trying to take away from any of that because i think that is a very important conversation and something that this show does well in the history of these mtv shows right my question though is do you think that tori knew that jordan was coming on this season no no really i really don't see i go the other way because i think like why like she's been on before and it wasn't really brought up. She didn't really talk about it. So is it just the fact that now she's in a better place to talk about it on TV? Is that what you think? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I bet she did talk about it before. It's just that we didn't see that it was spoken about before. Interesting. Okay. See, this is why I love this pot. I get to (laughs) talk to my boy about it. We get to figure some things out, get to change my opinion. Cause I got to be honest with you. I was kind of like, Hold on. Tori knows that Jordan's coming on and she's just like, 
you know, we're getting a little producered right now. But I like what you're saying. I like what you're saying. I like your point. I I tend to agree with you now. I, I you've changed my opinion, my friend. Good. I mean, I'm sure that they were prompted. Yeah. Like I'm sure producer said, you know, Tori, we never really heard what happened between you and Jordan. Like fill us in. Like I'm Mm -hmm. sure there was a bit of that action. Yeah. But I I don't, I think I'm sure that like on the last season she was on and there's all the messy, fessy business that people Mm -hmm. said like, yo, Tori, what's the deal? They just didn't show it to us. Tori, what's the deal? I see what you did there. You know, I'm not just clever um, on TV. I'm clever in real life, too. So I said this to you before we started recording, but I emceed a wedding on the weekend. One of my friends, uh, Chris, got married. Uh, shouts to Chris and Alex. Congratulations. Um, and the maid of honor's name was Tori. And the amount of times that I, like, her name was Tori Lord, but the amount of times that I almost said Tori Deal, because I was just <laughs> in my head, like, I, it was weird. Like, it kept tripping me out. And I'm like, man, I watched the challenge way too much seeping into like my brain or like over convince myself that the maid of honor was not Tory deal. I mean, I wish the maid of honor was Tory deal. (laughs) I would have insisted on being your plus one, (laughs) but uh, I also, I want, I do on a serious note, want to give a shout out to Tory for saying like straight to camera in confessional. I sought help and I got medicated Mm -hmm. because not enough people are open about their uh, mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure her saying that reached out to someone and it's going to help someone. So like good yeah. for her for being like straight up about what was going on. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that's an awesome conversation to have on a forum that is normally for jokes and, and, you know, not so serious things, but it was very productive. Right. And yeah. the fact that they've created a safe space is awesome. I yeah. think that's really cool. Um, also, speaking of something that is really cool, is this actual daily challenge. Last week, I was pretty harsh on, you know, what you I were. thought was a pretty lame challenge. You were a this hater. week. Oh, yeah. This week, though, my friend. I like this one. This one was okay. pretty good. And normally, you know, I'm not for the, hey, we're doing something high above water thing. But I actually like this one because it involved teamwork. It involved, you know, swimming. It involved being able to climb up that ladder, which I feel like most people on their couch feel as if that's a lot easier than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the swing cross onto that platform. That's all teamwork and communication and trust and strength like there's so much that goes into that and i i just love this daily challenge what did you think of it i loved it i thought it was everything that you said it was also good visually Mm -hmm. it was also as it turns out really hard yes yes and this was a good job of i know i apologize to the people listening to this when i get in my like inside production bag i i really really do apologize but I loved how they edited this together, meaning the way that they showed, okay, so you have the first group, Olivia and Horatio, and they go first and they do a really good job. And you showed a couple teams do okay. And then they just had that montage in the middle being like, oh no, just in case you think this was easy, look at how difficult this was for a bunch of pretty athletic people. 
And it was such a hard challenge. And you, you said it visually, it was also so well done as well as you see people jumping or swinging across and can they maintain the balance on the ladder? There's so many different angles to it that I just thought it was such a really, really, really good job from all sides. And we got our introduction really to Olivia and Horatio. And I mean, they were a very focal point uh, of this episode. Um, I thought my guy jumped in like he was on Ninja Warrior or something. Like he just looked like he was ready for beast mode. And then she shows up and does a really, really good job herself, right? Like, which kind of threw me off. Like I wasn't expecting that from Olivia. And you are you a Love Island guy? I know I probably ask you this all the time. So I remember Olivia from Love Island. I actually watched that season. I want to say it was one of the, and I don't really watch Love Island. It was a pandemic thing. Okay. Don't judge me. But this is a safe space. Come on. It's a safe space. I, I, would, I, I wouldn't do you like that. I appreciate that. But I remember Olivia from Love Island. And on Love Island, I felt like she had moments. Like right now, she looks like the, how do I say this politely? It almost seems like she went through like a Kardashian esque, like IG model yep. school to like now be on reality TV. Whereas when she was on Love Island, you kind of saw that progression if that mm. makes sense like there was more of a natural side to her whereas and i mean like uh mentally and verbally as well right mm. like there's more of a natural side and then as the show progressed it was like oh you're making a tv show now so i'm kind of like uh standoffish when it comes to olivia on this show right much like if we go back to challenge usa and those love island girls right much like those Love Island girls proved their worth on the Challenge USA, Olivia comes out and tells me to shut up <laughs> because <laughs> she did a she did an awesome job in this. She did a really awesome job. That is a team that I think might surprise some people. You know what really sold it for me? It's TJ lost his mind at their performance. Mm -hmm. yes. TJ is not easy to impress. Mm -hmm. and watching Horatio... <clears throat> excuse me, Horatio, Horatio, he goes, this guy came to play. This guy came to play. Like he was so, he's turning it and like doing bench reacts. Like he was <laughs> hyped to see this performance. Yeah. And you know, like TJ, here's one of the strengths of the challenge. We can trust TJ. Mm -hmm. TJ cannot hide his reactions. This if is he doesn't, he is like the audience's vibe check. If, <laughs> If he likes someone, you know it's legit. If he doesn't like someone, you also know it's legit. And it's, it says it all here. And that said, the producers almost get the line of the episode for me when mm -hmm. Nelly starts speaking third person and refers to himself in sco as Scuba Nelly. Yeah. And the producer goes, when's the last time you wanted to challenge Scuba Nelly? <laughs> Which is just dripping with sarcasm. I also have to tell you, this is the second time we've had the producers chirp uh, Nelson about not winning a challenge. Uh -huh. Do you know what that tells me? He's going to win a daily challenge this season. Oh, oh, because they're like planting the Cause, eggs. Okay, because okay. they're they're okay. building it up for when he does. It's going to be like a big thing. Um, and like it. Nelson is showboating 
and it almost falls off. It's Norris that it, uh, ultimately gets them disqualified, but Nelson almost falls off. Like he's yeah. like playing to the crowd. And again, TJ loses it laughing. Like he yeah. thinks it is the funniest thing ever. I actually laughed out loud. I, I actually did laugh out loud. I also did laugh at Turbo doing his front flip um, into the water because it's like, really, was that necessary, Turbo? But, you know, Turbo is Turbo gonna Turbo. I feel well, like that he, should be a t-shirt that no one would buy. He, um, he said that he's an action movie star, and so he must do action. Um, sorry, he said action movie actor. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. The How montage, though. <laughs> Go ahead. The montage, though, I thought was really cool of just all the people falling off. Uh, just a reminder of how difficult this challenge was, right? And, like, the teamwork that it took for the person that's on the 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 uh, platform first, which was shown greatly by Tori and, and Devin. And Devin, you know, Nelson pops up and Nelson says, this might, I think this is my line of the episode, actually. Nelson says, Devin looking like an athlete. Daddy, (laughs) daddy, Devin. Wait, did I just call him daddy? (laughs) Close quote. Yes, you did, Nelson. Yes, you did. Nelson just working out his Freudian issues on television. Good job, Nelson. Way to explore. Uh, Tori and Devin actually do well, as you said, which leads to my line of the episode. Mm-hmm. It's a joint line because it's a little repartee. Devin says, my fingers feel like they have chlamydia. <laughs> and Tori starts to laugh and goes, God, I hate that you said that. But she goes, wait, how do you know what that feels like? And he looks straight in the camera and goes, I've had it several times. Devin. Devin, Devin does a really good job of the confessional. That is what Devin does and brings to the table on this season, on any season that he's on. He's entertaining. And so that's where the Nelson thing comes in, where he's just like, oh, no, Devin looking like an athlete. Like he's figured that the other side of it out and has become a better competitor. Watch out. Could be a, a team to deal with. Much like the team to deal with, Bananas. And Nani, who Nani has said multiple times, unprompted, oh, I've been working out for this season. Like, I'm I'm ready. And mm-hmm. I do wonder, like, first off, I believe it because to me, I feel like after all this time of watching reality TV, you can tell when someone is being genuine and you can tell when someone is just saying something for the camera. And I feel like she is actively trying to convince Johnny, not the audience, right? So she's not doing it for the camera, but she's actively trying to be like, oh, no, no, no. I've been trying to, I've been working out. And it kind of, it makes sense if you think about it. Casey, obviously we know works out and Casey is in the gym and Casey is always working hard. So I think that is something that would make sense that if she's with Casey, makes makes sense that she would also be in the gym with Casey uh, working out. But Nani, first off, Johnny Bananas got to give him some his flowers for being able to, you know, he still looks like one of the young bucks out here, made that look pretty easy. And then Nani, great job in just pulling herself up. Like, again, that challenge is way harder than it looked. Once you land on that and you're on your stomach and then now you got to pull yourself up all arm strength, that's not easy. But 
credit to them. They did a really good job. Were you shocked by Nani and Banana's performance here? I was a little shocked by Nani's performance. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Long-time listeners know I like Nani, and I don't want to run her down. Mm -hmm. Physical challenges are not her strong suit. And this was physical, as we saw. We saw Mm -hmm. a lot of athletic people struggle with this. Yeah. And in particular, the way she and Bananas attacked it, it involved a lot of upper arm strength from Nani to pull herself up the rope to get to the middle to balance the beam. And like, with all respect to Nani, she's great at running. She's pretty smart. Upper arm strength, not her strength. Mm -hmm. So, and like, I sincerely, I think I would have a hard time pulling myself up that rope without using my feet. I'm fat, so I definitely would have a tough time (laughs) pulling myself up with my arms. So, so like, I'm not saying this from a place of judgment. I'm just saying she impressed me that she was able to do that. And also, she was pretty brave. She's not always been the bravest, Mm -hmm. Arnani. Yeah. Uh, but she just went out there and got after it. So like, and when she, and when she did it, like she says to Johnny on the platform, like, see, told you, told you I've been working out. And I was like, oh, Nani, that was cool. That was awesome. So then we get a surprise as the last team and it's Casey and Kenny, they're back. Um, and this really felt like the Nani show at this point. Right. So it's just kind of like everything about Nani and Casey and Kenny were cleared to play. Um, they didn't really do well, though. No, no, they didn't really do that well. Uh, Kenny didn't do that well. Fair. Like, let's name names. Fair. I also I have to point this out. The arrival of Casey and Kenny, a big problem for the rest of the house. Oh, the numbers just flipped so much. The numbers just flipped so much. And like Early on, it sort of seemed like Tori and Devin were going to be the big beneficiaries of the arrival of Banani. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Nani and Johnny are going to be thick as thieves with Casey and Kenny. Yeah. Like, it's not just that Nani and Casey are a couple. Nani and Kenny, I'm sure, have hung out multiple times, right? Like, mm-hmm. they are assen- they're essentially in-laws. Mm-hmm. there's a good chance Johnny Bananas has hung out with him as well. Like that, that's like a it's mini crew. family reunion. Like there's, there's no way they're going to turn on each other ever. Like those two, those two pairings are so locked into each other. They're essentially an automatic alliance of four that like, I don't see how it'll be broken. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree with you. And I, and so it comes down to four teams. They don't, the four teams completed it. That's and then it. the winner, yeah. <laughs> the winner ended up being Nani and Bananas. And there was part of me that questioned, wait a second, did this, like, this couldn't have worked out perfectly, even more perfect for the producers, just because it's like, hold on, you bring these guys back on, you want them to make a run because Johnny Bananas and he's the face of the franchise and all this stuff, and they come in and win the first challenge. Like, that couldn't be more perfect. And it made me wonder, like, if it was close in time, between, you know, let's say Horatio and Olivia and Johnny and Nani. Would you fudge it? I'd fudge it. <laughs> Shout out to my I favorite wrestler, Eddie Guerrero. I'm going to say this. I know my guy LT is listening to this right now in his car and just shaking his head in anger because he hates when I always bring up the producers messing with the game. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I know he's just cheese right now. Um, is, now, is that someone you work with or? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Jeez. We love you, LT. <laughs> my dude, my dude. <laughs> I'm just getting um, you in trouble now, Sheldon. I know, I know. LT and Tyson, both mad. Both mad at production, <laughs> just messing with the game. Super salty about production, <laughs> messing with the game. Um. So yeah, they win. And this also, this actually made me excited with them getting the win because to me, this was going to like show the house how the game is done. And I feel like that is very important when you have a bunch of new people within the game that don't really understand what's going on. But right away, Nani tries to figure some stuff out here, right? Oh, man. And this is where things start to take a turn because your man's turbo. Okay. Nani says, Hey, Turbo. She comes with nice, low, calm energy. She knows. She -hmm. knows who she's dealing with. She just says, Hey, Turbo, I've been told by others that you want to go in. She's just asking them if it's true. She says, If you want to go in, we can, if that's something that you want, like, obviously, I can do that. But I just want to make sure that it's true. And Turbo, how does Turbo react to this, John? I mean, in a word, poorly. <laughs> he, like, I'm always so, I, I will, this is the one thing I'm going to say about Turbo. I do wonder how much is a language barrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I want to give him the benefit of that doubt. Mm-hmm. Because it's, English is not his first language. But, oh, my God, like, she tried to explain it to him so many ways, so many different kind ways. Yeah. And he just was not having it. He was so hostile and, and like, saying she was a bad friend. That he, like, he's so extreme in his reactions. And here's the thing that I found strange, right? I think that, well, I shouldn't say I found this part strange. This part kind of made sense to me. At one point, I understood where Turbo was coming from. His point that he was trying to make, but he was struggling to articulate was, if you're my friend, you shouldn't have to ask me. You just know what's going on. I think that's what he was trying to say. Like, I think he was trying to say, if we're friends, you don't need to ask me what's going on. We already know what's going on. You know, I don't have to worry about being safe or not being safe. Like, I didn't have to worry about you putting me in or not putting me in because I know that you're not going to put me in because we're friends. That's what I think he was trying to say. See, that was his point. But what I struggle with is that he had said, I want to go into elimination. He'd said it Mm -hmm. to Laurel. He'd said it to Johnny. He'd said it to Mm -hmm. Devin. He'd said it to the house. Mm -hmm. We have seen him say it. And like, you're right. That's the point he was trying to make. But also, a real friend does exactly what Nani did which is verifies. Yeah. She's also, in fairness to her, only been in the house for a day. Yeah. Less than a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's just rocking up and she's saying like, Turbo, I'm hearing some shit about you. Like, that's not how she put it. But she's like, basically, everyone's mad at you, Turbo. Help me understand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, friends also give each other an opportunity to explain. Mm-hmm. And, and also, she's not fucking psychic, Turbo. Like, she can't read your batshit crazy emotions because there's, like, I guess a logic to how he behaves, but not really. 
And in fairness, she tried. Like she genuinely tried and stopped multiple times to say, no, 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 I'm your friend. I want what's best for you. I want what you want. Don't worry about Johnny. Don't worry about anyone else in the house. I'm coming to you and asking you. But then she pinned it. She pinned it perfectly in the, in her confessional. Turbo just didn't want to look weak. Yeah. Right. So and so when she said to him, oh, but I have the power to like make happen. He's like, oh, so you have power over me. No, you don't. Nobody has power over me. And like that's just where his whole brain has to take it for whatever reason. And he just didn't want to look like he was asking for help or asking for something to happen, which is just, you know, the messed up nature of his whole dynamic that he's built up coming on this show. Yeah, he is so obsessed with appearances and power and respect Mm-hmm. And in an unrelated world, have you watched the? Uh, it's a Netflix documentary series called uh, "Web of Make Believe." No, it's really good. It's dark. It's about how uh, the internet is poisoning society. Basically, Ooh. that's yeah. It's good. It's mm-hmm. like produced by Ron Howard, among others. Like it's it's well done. And the first episode is a true story about this guy who was obsessed with swatting people. I don't know what that is. I'm so glad you said that. Swatting is where you call the police and send the SWAT team to someone else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've heard, yeah. This was a big, like, L.A. thing, right? That people were doing famous people. Yeah, yeah. And this guy was based in L.A. Okay. So it's about how he just loves swatting and he was like, would do it for hire. Like you could send him 20 bucks and he would swat people for you. But wow. w- one of the things that comes across, cause they interview him from prison mm-hmm. and he says, and like, it becomes clear that one of the reasons why he got into it is he had nothing going on in his life. Mm-hmm. He had nothing to take pride from. He had nothing to like empower himself so this was how he got his power Uh it's really clear to me that turbo Uh has super low self-esteem because when you have like so like super low self-esteem any excuse me any disrespect Uh you're gonna take super hard yeah because you have so little of that self-respect that you can't handle any kind of criticism, even like obvious jokes. I'm like, I, I hate to be a hype guy, but do you know what I noticed in this, in this like back and forth with him and Nani? What? <laughs> Nani's like five, two. Is she? Yeah. She's super tiny. Didn't know that. Nani's quite little. They're like almost the eye to eye. Interesting. Right, my mm-hmm. guy's what we call in the sports business an athletic five nine. I'm just gonna let that one go. I'm just gonna let that one go. Well, well played, well played, we, my friend. We have uh, a listener <laughs> comment though that okay. now is the time. So Eric says on Twitter, "Welcome back, fellas, for season 38." Thank you, Eric. Hey. It's nice to be back. So I used to be a turbo apologist, especially his rookie season, where I thought he was misunderstood. Now 
I'm with you. I don't know who this character is. Get him off my TV. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was I was glad to see him blow it with Nani in the scene. Mm-hmm. And like in a scene that's gonna come down the pike as well. Because mm-hmm. I was like, good. Johnny's not gonna miss this shot. Let's get this guy out of here. Like, I do not want several weeks of turbo on my TV. I just didn't understand what his angle was. Like, how did you think this was helping you in the game by like just alienating yourself from literally everyone in the house? And the only person who might want to be your friend is Nani. And then you ruin that too. The first chance you get. It's so strange to me. I have to, I honestly. Throughout this episode, I want to give Nani so much credit. Well, I feel like there might be some time for that. Hmm. For sure. But I just want to say <laughs> she has such a, a good she has such a good read on him mm-hmm. and remains pretty level-headed. Think of the Nani of the past yeah. who threw ramen noodles at people. <laughs> Granted, she was drunk when she threw the noodles. That's a great scene, by the way. So good. She is, in the past, has been Mm hot-headed. But she stayed pretty calm, all things considered. Mm -hmm. And she didn't agree with what he was doing, but understood why he was doing it. And she also, I think to her credit, she was like, when he, like, when she, when we were partnered together... Mm -hmm. I did all the politicking for him. Uh-huh. He did all the athletic stuff. Yeah. He never learned the importance of politics. No, clearly not. Clearly <laughs> not even a little. Speaking of politics, though, the deliberation, which I feel like is a scene that's just made for Johnny Bananas. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So he comes in and he basically sits down with Nani and tries to explain to her, hey, there's you know, we know what's happened with Johnny coming up and saying, Hey, he's basically waging war against the vets. We know that already. But on top of that, Banana says it's important to not only nominate Johnny, but nominate everybody who you're with. Basically, gave the Tupac hit him up, right? <laughs> if I mean, if you great know, reference, you know. Sheldon Alexander. If you he know, you made know, my kids. morning. <laughs> I want to know the people that are listening and that are like, wait, what are you talking about? But anyways, if you know, you know, sometimes it's better left unsaid, right? So put up Johnny and then put up everyone who else who is also riding with Johnny. So that's Johnny Bananas. I got to stop with this Johnny and Johnny Bananas thing. That's going to get me this season for sure. But Bananas plan. I liked it. It makes total sense. Forcing people to show their alliances, especially Michelle and Jay. And they didn't really show this side of it, but you know this side happened where Johnny is telling Nani, no, 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 we got to put up Michelle and Jay because we got to force them to show where their true alliance lies to the rest of the house. Because they're going to try to play this game where we're playing both sides of the house, but no, no, we're going to force that out. And I thought it was a genius play. If you're close to Johnny, you have to show your allegiance. And for Jay, who is... I guess a vet at this point. Would you call Jay a vet at this point? Yeah, I'd say he's a vet. So Jay, especially like you can be boys with Johnny, but we got to see how you're playing this game inside the house because we saw Nani just said, Hey, 
I will throw you guys in. And that's what happened. So what did you make of the picks of Jay, Michelle, Raven, Johnny, Turbo, Tamara, Horatio, Olivia? Do you like these picks? I think they're the best possible picks. As much like I don't want to see Michelle and Jay leave the game. I like those two. Mm-hmm. But I know our listeners are going to point something out. And we can't slide by it. Bananas and Jay dislike each other. I forgot about that. Even reading that comment, it like reminded me a little bit like, oh, yes. So the issue is that Jay dated Morgan. Mm -hmm. And uh, there might have been some gray zone between the time that Morgan was dating Jay and the time that Morgan dated Bananas. Mm -hmm. So they had a bit of a love triangle situation for a while now. And it was never really brought up on the show. Kind of, sort of, they tiptoed around it. But Bananas, when he was dating Morgan, made a point to not really talk about it on the show. Mm -hmm. And so even now, if there is still a little residual left over from that, because I'm pretty sure Bananas and Morgan ended poorly, right? Mm -hmm. So... With that said, now, even if there is, even if it is a little sticky in between Jay and Bananas, they're still not really going to acknowledge really what's going on there. But at the same time, Bananas isn't going to hesitate to hold the grudge. <laughs> no, well, but I think this is also perhaps the thing I dis- <clears throat> dislike the most about Bananas is that he doesn't mind airing out people's dirty laundry. Mm hmm. But he works very hard to keep his private life private on this show. And the producers sort of go along with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. If this was someone else, we would have gotten the background. Correct. Very good point. But instead, we just see Bananas super mad at Jay. And I also have to point out, Jay and Morgan dated... I gather they broke up and then like three days later she started, she was like involved with bananas, mm-hmm. which is like not quite cheating, but I understand why Jay feels some kind of way about it. But Jay did nothing wrong in this love triangle and bananas has no reason to be mad at Jay. Like this is the nasty side of bananas. Well, that's what we know of, right? Like we don't that's know. Fair. That's what we know of. Yeah, we don't know what the real real is. And like, you know, if there was some crossover, I don't know how we don't know how Jay dealt with that. We don't know how Jay handled that. Mm. We have no idea. But you Mm. are right. Jay could have said some ish and the producers cut it all out. But Bananas knows it. But like there's so many things that are possible because Bananas is essentially a producer on the show. Mm. (laughs) Right. So who, who really knows? But. We get the scene where Michelle, as you're right, Michelle breaks down crying, which makes this scene even more awkward. But I found it funny that they left in Jay confused on whether or not Michelle's tears were real or not, which is something that I wouldn't have questioned unless Jay brought it up. Yeah, well, I think right? I think the producer's question if it's real. It was it was a lot like. Yeah, how yeah. well does she know Nani? Like I don't know. I found it. I really believe strange. that they're friends, but like, are they friends? Friends? 
It was a bit much. It was a bit much for sure. Um, Nani Turbo comes in for his portion of the liberation, which made brief, no sense. Brief appearance. Very weird. And I didn't like the energy. Like there was one point where he kind of like stood up aggressively over her. And I was kind of like, okay, what? This is kind of weird here. But they cut it. Right. Which like made me think, okay, I wonder what actually happened or how much more it was of that. Cause it was getting a little uncomfortable when he like stood up over her and it's just kind of like, dude, what are you like? Get this guy out of here for sure. For sure. Super weird. I did like when Nani said to him, sit down, Turbo. And he goes, you sit down. She goes, I am sitting down. <laughs> Turbo, you such a clown. Um, Club Nights. Club Nights are back. Not mad at the club night. I still want to know what music they're dancing to. That's what we're I watching said. It in Canada. Can we get back the thing where people let us know what music is being played if they're using real music in the U.S.? Because we are in Canada. We get the international version. We, we might not the, have the universal music rights or the you know Sony music rights here in Canada, whatever it is. But we need people to write in again when the club scenes happen to let us know what the songs are being played in the club. I felt like they were definitely playing real music. Yeah. 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 I hope so. I hope so. Heck it's MTV. Like, come on, they got to pay for the rights, at least in the U S you would hope. Um, Generic ass music. (laughs) Also though, what else was going on in the club? We get Laurel and Horatio kind of like, you know, in the corner having a little conversation i mean if you lined up the cast members i'm not sure that i would have pegged those two to be making a, a nice connection not that anything's happened yet but i will say there are vibes i the mean vibes are strong we're not the only ones to notice the vibes olivia in confessional with mm-hmm. horatio says like horatio horatio isn't it horatio i don't think so no it's Listeners, okay. tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Horatio, uh, come on the show. Let us know. Um, but Olivia says, like, because he's, it, it was so funny. Like, he was telling Laurel, he's like, yeah, like, I'm so bad with women. And, like, Laurel is, like, so focused and, like, so clearly into him. And she's like, we're having a conversation. He's like, oh, like, my guy. Yeah. Like, come on, my guy. This is where the singing crab arrives to tell you to kiss the girl. Like, <laughs> get in there, my guy. Also, like, you know, everyone's an adult here. Mm-hmm. How much older is Laurel, though? Yeah. Laurel. Because Laurel is giving me some, like, you know. She's not that far from our age. And, like, he is. He, to me, he looks like 23. Like, he's quite baby-faced. Yeah, I mean, we can definitely, using these machines... I mean... Laurel... And I, I want to say, because we mentioned it before, the Bananas Morgan age gap was always, like, problematic to me. So, like, I'll call anyone out on the, like, plus 10 years age gap. But, like, yeah. when I saw Laurel... Laurel is 37. Like, yeah. And... And uh, 26. I mean, okay, 11 years mm-hmm. that's a that's a lot, but that's he's older than I thought he would be. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, listen, I, I'm not mad at Laurel, I'm team Laurel through and through. I mean, you know, who's team Laurel is Olivia, 
who says, Laurel has no chill. She'll go right up to you and say, I like you. And she's like, this like is that. the kind of woman you need. Mm -hmm. And you know what? She's right. We all, we all need that kind of person. If you like someone, tell them that you like them. Mm -hmm. And then Can one I... way or the other, you'll know how to proceed. <laughs> right very true very true um we also get an emotional moment between michelle and nani as they make up and you know that was cool friends making up we're all here for that then yeah. the next day we have johnny or jay and michelle who are watching johnny and olivia and this is where the dynamic as we we fast forward to you know the elimination or the zone and the dynamics of who pulls the right sword. I want to keep track of like who picks what and where the actual like safe dagger is. So this week it was in the middle. Yeah. Right. I feel like I don't know. Like that's the toughest part, man. That is a the, that'd be the most nerve wracking part. That was one of my favorite seasons. I forget what season it was when they were flipping over the skulls for the first time. That was incredible. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's such a, a great twist, but also the dynamics, the stress of like, wait, but if who pulls it, are they going to save me? Who are they going to save? And you get to the moment now where you're in the elimination. Everyone knows Turbo's going in. So that's Except not Johnny, Johnny, not bananas, other Johnny, rookie mm -hmm. Johnny. Yep. Who is like, I don't know, me and Raven, we could be going in. I'm like, have you, where have you been? Like, <laughs> were you like on the shitter the entire time? Did you yeah. miss all this turbo drama? Like Insane. Turbo and Tamara, poor Tamara. We didn't even talk about her. She's just along on the turbo ride. Yeah. Like they like that's all Johnny, you were in no it's all turbo's fault, but like Johnny, you were in no danger whatsoever. Like Turbo handled that for you. You were at least not going to be the automatic pick. Mm -hmm. Watching the dagger ceremony, I thought about something. I wish I could remember what season this was. But you remember there was a season we recapped mm -hmm. where they had these boxes that they would pull and it, they had like X's in them. Yeah, I the think double so. cross. Vaguely, and if you had the double yeah, cross, yeah, yeah. you would call someone in. Mm -hmm. And remember, we noticed the double cross was slightly taller. Oh, yes. I so you could tell that. which yeah, was yeah. the box. And like, yeah, it was yeah, reliable. Yeah, like, I do remember this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember this. Yep. I want to yep. start looking for something like that with the daggers. Like, I, I feel like, like there's going to be some sort of tell. We've built up a huge community now, too, where we can get people on the inside to help us out with this as well. But, yeah, I love that. I love that. So the big decision, though. So Olivia, it comes down to basically Jay and Michelle are safe. They have to choose which other team is safe. And the decision comes down to Michelle. So I thought at first, okay, Jay feels like he has to choose Johnny and Raven because everybody knows he's friends. And if he doesn't choose Johnny and Raven, then he looks like a backstabber to someone who is clearly his friend. And one thing that is key within the challenge house is keeping your word. Are you trustworthy? Are you loyal? If you can do something bad to one of your friends, then obviously like, how can I trust you in the house? So I understand Jay's point, but then Michelle makes a great point and says, well, if you choose Johnny, 
He's not liked in the house at all. And now you're showing everyone that you are aligned with him. And we're going to be catching strays from Johnny, who has just declared war on basically the entire house, which is, well, on the vets, which at the time had some numbers. The numbers were probably close. But those numbers have changed over the last few days. And the odds are not in your favor anymore. And he has definitely not made a good claim. So I want to ask you, if you were Jay and Michelle, what was the right decision to make here? I think they made the right choice by protecting Johnny and Raven. I'll tell you why. As we just discussed with the Jay, Johnny, Morgan love triangle, Mm -hmm. Johnny Bananas is never going to be down with Jay. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Furthermore, we talk about this all the time. <clears throat> when there's an alliance forming, it's important to say, and like you have the option of joining it, it's important to ask yourself, where am I going to fit in with that alliance? Yeah. Jay and Michelle, I mean, first of all, the fact that they got nominated at all sort of shows where they're at. But obviously, as we've said, if Johnny and Bana- Johnny, excuse me, Bananas and nani mm-hmm. are going to be super tight with casey and kenny so automatically with that alliance you're number three at best tori and devon or like laurel and jack probably outrank you as well hell you, yeah you want to be the fifth wheel nah it's true you gotta forge your own way and like i what michelle was saying was logical and johnny rookie johnny was an idiot for like coming out so hard especially i was thinking about it when they showed like the recap johnny was the one who with raven who in like when there was the two of them deliberating where he's like oh we we can't come out that hard like we gotta sort of like hide our intention (laughs) and then he makes a speech about like how he's gunning (laughs) for everyone anyway i digress yeah but like the reality is jay and michelle are not going to be the priority of the other veterans so they got to prioritize themselves. Mm-hmm. They got to see what they can cobble together with like Amber and Chauncey. Yeah. Right. Like they have to focus like, on. Hold on. Amber and Fessy. Have we heard anything? They Were they even in this episode? Nope. Wow. Right. Nope. Like, geez, it's so strange, but okay. So this happens and, and I get it right. Like it's a good move. You're right. It is a smarter move because you got to figure out what side you're on in the food chain. That's the biggest part, right? Mm-hmm. So this elimination, it's basically your mat. It's a matching game, right? You have to take turns with your partner, run up on a platform and find the matching symbols. Mm-hmm. There's 12 in total. You rotate back and forth. Normally, we try to like deep dive and break down what happened in these eliminations or daily challenges, but there's not really much to break down here because essentially what ends up happening is the whole entire house watching the game decides that they're going to help Olivia and Horatio. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Turbo and Tamara are struggling to match this on their own. And I got to be honest, doing this on your own would be fairly hard because not only were you matching different symbols, but there were different symbols that had different colors. So it would take you a bunch of time to figure that out and communicate with each other. So 
was this fair? Uh, I mean, it wasn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you thought of that. But like, <sighs> as a wise man once said, all's fair in love were in the challenge. I just threw up that alley-oop pass to you. So mm. this is what I this is what I mean about what bringing Johnny Bananas and company back onto the show does, right? Chauncey sums it up when Chauncey in his confessional said, hey, you know, this is what shows you. This game isn't just about physical prowess. This is about relationships and the social game. Chauncey and- showing some wisdom for uh, a rookie. He's yeah. absolutely right. And we've seen this happen before. Yeah. This happens a lot in in this iteration of the challenge, right? The actual challenge. You see how important alliances are and you see how important social game is and some people might not like that part of the challenge but to me again that's what makes a challenge a challenge you can't just have the biggest baddest meanest strongest person come on and win you also just can't have someone be a social butterfly and win it's who is able to balance both the best of both worlds that is who will make it far into this game and ultimately ultimately have a chance to win and so I will say this. Was it fair? No. If this happened to someone else, I would like, no, no, no. Let me, let me backtrack again. This happening in an elimination like this in a television show and a competition is hella whack. And I would be salty about it. I would say that it's hella whack if it happened to anyone else other than your man's turbo, but turbo brought this on himself. You mentioned it. This does happen at other points of the challenge where you have the house helping someone through. There's a recent example that is slipping my mind right now that I can't remember. Oh, was it Tori not helping Devin? Tori was helping. Who was a dude? Oh, the the vampire dude. Remember, she was helping the vampire dude and not helping Devin, who was a friend. What was his name? (laughs) Did you say make a wish, Jordan? No, I said wish, Jordan, like wish.com. Wow. Wow, that got me. Um, <laughs> right. And it's like, so we we've seen this happen before, right? Where you have the audience watching, the other challengers watching help a contestant in an elimination. And I think it's whack all the time. I don't think it's fair. I really don't. I think it's lame. I think it's like manipulating the game way too much. But I will say that in this instance, I understand Turbo did himself no favors at all. If there was anyone, if they just had one scene of Turbo being nice to anyone else in the house, because he wasn't even that nice to his own partner that we saw, right? No. So he made enemies. It's not even like you just, you know, oh, you kept to yourself and you were quiet. Anytime someone tried to talk to you, even someone trying to apologize to you, make a joke to you, he just became the biggest jerk ever. So... Hey, I just can't be mad at it that it happened to Turbo. I can't. You know, I want to be mad, but I can't. The challenge uh, official Twitter account tweeted last night, who are you rooting for just before the uh, <laughs> elimination began? And I didn't have time, <clears throat> but I wanted to tweet, like quote tweet it, ABT, anyone but Turbo. Like, I agree with everything you just said. He had to get out of there. And you know what the sad thing is? Like, the truly sad thing, like, 
Turbo will not have learned from this experience. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Like from what he's shown us, Turbo is going to go home and say, oh, they're all just pussy chickens and they want me gone. He will not have the self-reflection yeah. to say, oh, you know what? I was a dick. Like I came out hot for from day one when we were yeah. on the boat on our way there. I just came out guns blazing on everyone. And like like you said, like I wouldn't accept an apology. I wouldn't have a conversation with someone I know as my friend. I wouldn't back down from anyone. He's so wrapped up in Turbo World that mm -hmm. he's... And like Tamara clearly can't get through to him either. And she's his ride or die. Yeah. I mean, here here's my thing as well with, with what happened to Turbo. You reap what you sow, man. Mm -hmm. Like you brought, like you were just actively mean to everyone. And yeah, what's what was your angle there? Like people, this is so much about relationships. And he just like stomped over that thinking, well, I'll just go into elimination and beat everyone. And again, another example as to why I love the challenge so much. You like on the one hand, it would have been awesome if this was a physical elimination because it was Horatio against Turbo, which I think would have been awesome. And also Olivia and Tamara are also showed us that they are great competitors as well. Mm -hmm. So that would have been really fun to see a physical elimination. But with that said, the way that they just got Turbo out, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. This brings us to a listener question. Mona asks, what do you think makes a great competitor on the challenge? Because with Fessy recently saying they should put more athletes on the challenge, I've been thinking, and I think that's kind of hits the nail on the head as to why he's never won before. <laughs> Fessy thinks you need to be the biggest, fastest, and strongest. But in my opinion, and I think this is supported by evidence of who is winning the show, what is a lot more important is being smart, more specifically common sense and logic. As long as you have a good level of endurance, strength, and can swim, I think the smarter people person will win. That's why people like CT and Bananas and Wes win so much. They might not be the fastest or strongest, and they're definitely not the youngest, but they understand that for a lot of challenges, you need common sense, logic, and to just put two and two together for a smart strategy instead of just bulldozing through it. I mean, there's a reason why 100% of vet, vet teams finished the challenge today while most of the other teams couldn't. Yeah, and it's all about balance. I think it's about balance. There's two things that Mona did not touch on that I would add. First of all, everything you just said and Bananas and uh, Chauncey said about the importance of having a good social game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, and having people you can trust to lift you up when you're struggling. Because Turbo and Tamara took the early lead in this. Yeah. But then the crowdsourced win made it yeah. happen. But there's something else I think is really important. And I've said this in previous seasons of You Killed It, but I haven't said it in a while. Johnny Bananas is the greatest competitor of all time is because he is the best at game theory. Mm -hmm. He is the best at looking at a uh, competition, whether it's a daily or an elimination and understanding what is the critical thing that you must do. 
He's really good at cutting corners. Mm-hmm. He's really good at like figuring out just what is the critical thing, the crucial thing that the entire competition hangs on. Mm-hmm. We can look at this daily competition. He understood the swimming doesn't make the difference. The climb doesn't make the difference. Getting on doesn't make the difference. What really makes the difference is how quickly can the second person get up to the middle and how quickly can you balance? Yeah. And that, like everyone else that completed it, did it pretty quickly. He just did that the fastest because he understood that was part in the pun, but the pivotal thing that you had to do in that competition. So to me, that sort of understanding of the dailies really sets you apart. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I have to ask Sheldon, who killed it for you this week? So this week I'm going with an LVP and it's obviously turbo in the wise words of one DJ Khaled. You played yourself like you came on this show and right from the get go, the opening boat ride over to meet everybody. You're already salty and going at everyone. We already know the history that you have on this show. You would think that you would at least try to start the show in a softer nature. And instead, you can't take jokes. You make fun of Laurel. You're very awkwardly aggressive towards women, which I didn't really like. So I'm really I really didn't like that either. It was very strange vibe and energy around Turbo. Didn't like that at all. But even with bananas, even with on that note, I like we sort of glossed over it and I don't want to. I had to wonder when he was getting confrontational with Laurel and Nani and, and, and women in general, I have to wonder what he'd be like without cameras there and security. I mean, yeah. Discuss it. Sorry to cut you off. Please continue. No, Sheldon. no, no, no. It's all feeding into his LVP vibes, right? Like it was just a horrible performance by Turbo and you know the embarrassing nature that not one person wanted to see you win. That's got to be a reality check. So now you can enjoy all of the champagne that you want on your ride back home. Yeah. And hopefully you never come back because you suck, dude. Turbo, you, you're you a loser. You you did not kill it on this season or this episode. Deuces. I would say my MVP is we the viewer Ooh. because we don't have to see Turbo anymore. Hey, I like that. Like, like I'm not, I'm not sure that I've ever I can't remember the last time where there's been such unanimous dislike of a competitor. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, I was I mean, I already said it, anyone but Turbo. Like I just wanted him gone. And like judging by the reaction to my tweet that I mentioned about like I dislike Turbo so much I forget forgot Fessy was on this season. Mm-hmm. Huge reacts. People who don't follow me on Twitter are liking that tweet. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted Turbo on this season anymore. Yeah. He had to get out of there. Like he was just bad TV, a bad person, unpleasant. So we the viewers are the winners this season, this episode. We the viewers know that we're not gonna have to see him again. He's gone. Mm-hmm. And like you, I hope he's never on this show again. Or if he comes back on, that he has matured and learned. Yeah. Right? Like people people used to speak this way of CT, right? Mm -hmm. We spoke about how Johnny and Devin have seemingly matured and maybe let bygones be bygones. 
if Turbo comes with that kind of energy, great. But in his current form, nah, get out of here. Yeah. I do I do have some bad news, some good news and some bad news. While we've been talking, I reached out to longtime listener, friend of the show, Adi Pinsoff, one of my oldest friends, who I know is a challenge uh, fan. She listens to the podcast. She lives in the United States. They're getting better music than us, Sheldon. Of course they are. Uh, she gave me some insight as to what they were playing. When Johnny and Nani came out in uh, the start of this episode, episode two, they were playing I Need a Hero. It was a little <laughs> much. A D said it was overkill, and I have to agree. <clears throat> when Nani was talking about her mom, they played I'll Follow You Into the Dark uh, by Death Cab for Cutie. Um, and in the first episode, uh, the club scene was Calvin Harris and Dua Lipa. Fair. That's so fair. thank you, Adi, for filling us in. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you. Where can the people find you on social media? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And also don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're everywhere, everywhere you want to be. Bless us with the like, rate us, review us, follow us, all that fun stuff. That's how you that's how you support the show by clicking like. You're watching the video right now. Simply just click the like. We appreciate y'all. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jay Chidley Hill. It's hockey season here in Canada. So you're going to see hockey tweets and basketball tweets for me as well. I know I'm covering the Raptors next week, at least one game. Um, I also, I can't believe I forgot this. This is the most important thing, Sheldon. Oh, geez. So Jordan comes out at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> we don't know who he's partnered with. We do because of. Yeah, trailers yeah, yeah. and stuff, but we don't officially know who he's partnered with. But then they have a next on scene. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and Sheldon, what is Jordan wearing at the club? <laughs> well played. Say it. The, the cowboy hat. Oh, my God. But what's with the haircut? How did you mention Jordan and not mention that haircut? I mean, the only good thing about his cowboy hat is that it covers his hair. But, man, whew. Yeah. listeners, buckle up for me complaining about cowboy hats. <laughs> Until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.